Exactly. Progress. I, I use Loom as, um, not Loom, I just use Loom for my check-ins. Right. Uh, I use Loom with my clients as well, but uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Never noticed that. <laughs> oh, one thing I forgot to check is what episode that we're on. Um, I'm a nightmare for remembering where we are episode-wise. Let me just check. Okay, episode 78 is underway with yeah. the new temporary permanent trial guest host, um, Callum Duffy. How's it going? I'm very well, thank you. Thank you for having me on and thank you for the introduction. I'm delighted to be co-host. What, what an honour, <laughs> a privilege. Who would have, who would have thought? Crazy Coming time. in on the episode. Time. Yeah. I can't so, believe you've been doing 78 episodes, to be honest. That's uh, it's quite incredible. Yeah, it, it baffles me, frankly, that I'm, yeah. I'm at that number. So, yeah, onwards, upwards. We'll see what happens. See where it all goes. Glad to be part of it. Yeah. <laughs> the next episode is obviously going to be better if I'm here, of course. <laughs> that goes without saying. Um, two heads are better than one and all that. Exactly, exactly. So for those listening, um, I've had Calum on the podcast as a guest quite a while back now. I think we were still in lockdown when when that episode went out. Uh, Yeah, I think we were. I think it was one of the, one of the kind of definitely within the first 10 that you did, I think. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was lockdown last year anyway, the first first lockdown, March, April time, whenever that was. Yeah, because it started in... I want to say it started in March mm. podcast. Um, so yeah, it, it was one of the, the very early ones. Yeah. So um, yeah, episode 78. Um, for those who didn't hear that podcast, can you just give us a wee bit of background of your life and PT and whatnot? My life. And PT, oh my days, where do I begin? We've <laughs> um, got 20 minutes, so keep it short. Yeah, we're, we have a time cap on this podcast. So um, in a nutshell, in a nutshell, with my PT, with my online coaching, I help people in their 30s and 40s lose stubborn body fat, 10 plus pounds in 90 days and get them feeling two times stronger than they've ever done in their life. So that's that's the type of person who I work with, mm-hmm. um, which generally a person in their mid thirties, like myself, I understand what it's like to feel sore after a workout. Mm-hmm. I understand what it's like with work, with business, with family life, etc., etc. And um, yeah, time, time management. So that's where I kind of came back, came into this kind of avenue of helping people in that, in that area. Um, I've tried everything tried absolutely everything worked with lots of different people um, different sizes different shapes different backgrounds different countries etc but um yeah i love it love coaching love helping people love getting people to believe in themselves which i think is very important and also get them to achieve things that they never thought was ever achievable before with their health and fitness yeah. whether that's doing park runs 5ks 10ks um walking up hills or you know just go walk into the shops whatever that may be for that individual everybody's unique everybody's different and everybody has different goals and different desires not just with weight loss and fat loss so Mm. whatever fitness whatever goals that person has and let's try and get them to achieve it 
and yeah. I do that through mindset, lifestyle, nutrition, and fitness. Happy days, nice one. And that yeah. point you made about um, people kind of hitting those out of the gym goals, like walking up hills or walking in shops and not getting out of breath and stuff. I actually find those way more rewarding when I get told about them than a client hitting a PB on a deadlift or squat or whatever. It's, it's that real world application of their new strength and their new fitness that I find way more interesting. Yeah, I think it's, it is very rewarding. And, you know, being, being guys, we definitely are the type of people to take all their shopping in from the car in one go. I mean, there's no going back. I mean, the more, the more shopping bags you have in your arms, not just the better, but the quicker you get the job done, right? Yeah. And if you, can, if, you, if you can transfer that from a gym setting, from the likes of farmer's caddies, um, into a real-life situation like that, I mean, I don't know about you, Dave, but when I'm doing things like that, my shoulders are back, my glutes are tight, my core is engaged, I'm breathing properly, and I'm thinking I'm just carrying weights. And I don't know yeah. if that's the PT in me or if that's just what I've trained clients to do over the years you know is to put down <laughs> what you've learned in the gym with their with their technique and form and put it into real life situations um and you yeah. you being bad you'll know taking a taking the kid out of the back seat yeah you know that's a very unusual position for the body to to be in so yeah. if you can get that injury free and not pull a muscle or you know put your back out you're you're kind of on the sidelines as a dad for that so absolutely yeah, you want to you want to be strong in those areas, and that's um, definitely one of the most rewarding areas that um, I I find with with working with clients. And I find I don't know about you, but like when it comes to deadlifts and squatting and benching, people are always oh, how much do you bench, dude, or what do you squat, bro, and all these things. But th- does anybody actually? I don't think anybody actually cares. No. No, the, what the, I think what people are looking for is is a is a comparison of how do I rank against this person for oh, no dear. no reason whatsoever. It doesn't mean anything at all, but it's it's some kind of self validation that they can they can say, well, oh, right, yeah, well, you bench that, well, I bench this, and I'm I'm stronger than you are, so therefore I, I know I'm a better human or whatever. Um, I think it's it's. A lot the people who ask that I think are always ranking themselves against what others are doing, which yeah. is you know it's a zero sum game for those guys because they're always going to be caught in this comparison trap. They're never going to be content with what they're doing. You know, it's but yeah, you're right. It's it, it doesn't actually matter. Um, but you know, it, I mean, weight has a massive role to play. Lever length has a massive role to play you know yeah. height has a massive role to play and you know if you were to compare yourself to a scottish prop i'm a similar height you're a similar height we're similar heights yeah i weigh significantly less what's the point of me comparing myself to them yeah yeah you know i mean people forget nothing. that they forget that strength relative to body weight is is a massive massive factor yeah absolutely absolutely yeah but it's all about beating yourself Improving well yeah i mean i've um one one thing i've learned this year you asked at the very beginning there what um you know give people an introduction about my my life and my work etc etc well in the um 
last kind of two and a half, three years, I've been in that environment of always comparing myself with others, with other coaches, other PTs, et cetera, et cetera. And I actually wrote a post on it um, about comparison as the thief of joy. And it really is. It really, really is. And you've probably said it, and I know I've said it numerous times, but you know, we we're both reading different books. So why compare your chapter one to somebody else's chapter 10 when they're different books in the first place? So all that you people need to understand and realize is that when it comes to improving one's health fitness, it's their own journey. You know, yeah. it's falling in love with the process. It's understanding that there is a potential end goal if it's a body weight goal, but the reality is when you hit that goal, you're always going to move on to something more incredible than what you ever imagined because you've all of a sudden become a different person and you're in a different place, both yep. mentally and physically. Yep. I think so, a lot of people yeah. kind of forget that that when you hit a goal, whether it's a body weight goal, whether it's getting into a specific pair of jeans or hitting you know, a fitness goal, like 5K time or a deadlift number or whatever, there's no big reward. Like the, it's a bit of an anticlimax, if anything, because it's then like, and now what? Yeah, you, you get that little buzz initially and then it disappears and then you're like where's my confetti like why are people not cheering here like and that doesn't come like you've got to find a reward within the process which i think the people who are the most successful in terms of any kind of transformation whether it's performance or body comp or health it's finding the reward within the process yeah and falling in love with that and not Definitely. worrying about comparison with other people or, you know, all these kind of external validation things. It's it's kind of getting the reward from doing the action and doing the stuff. Yeah, because it's doing it's doing the things for you, nobody else. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was I was on a client call uh, last start of last week, mm -hmm. and I was chatting to this client, and she was, you know, I basically said, you know, do your kids know what you're doing? Does your husband know why you're doing this? she didn't really tell them, you know, she, they didn't, they weren't on board. Mm -hmm. So I was like, after this call, get them on board, tell them what you're doing and why you're doing it and understand that it's not for them in the short mm -hmm. term it's for her in the short term. Yeah. Ultimately it'll be for them in the long term because mm -hmm. she'll be able to do things with them that she's not been able to do in the past. Yeah. Yeah. So short term. Okay. Let's get involved. And then long term, you'll reap the rewards of me getting, and healthier yeah yeah so cool yeah it's kind of where i'm at nice now we're up to date Eh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, right we only had one question for uh for this week's podcast um and if anybody who's listening wants a question asked um please reach out and ask us um because i guarantee you if you are thinking of a question or, or, or struggling with an issue, you're not the only one. So, you know, by asking it, we can help you, but we can also help everybody else who's thinking about these things as well. Um, so all the links will be in the show notes. Um, and while you're at it, you go follow Callum on social media if you're not already. Um, and you'll get his contact stuff there as well and, and all that stuff. Um, so the question basically was, 
do I need to track calories? Uh, I've been tracking for a while, but I find it really boring and I don't enjoy it. What else can I do? Um, I presume the goal is, well, I'm going to assume the fact the goal is fat loss. Um, so yeah, instead of tracking calories, like do you do you have clients track calories or do you go down another route straight away? Like what are your what are your thoughts? It all depends on the individual. And I think this is where a lot of people do struggle with um, kind of the cookie cutter, one size fits all um, various diet companies out there because mm-hmm. um, they all get told, told to do the same thing. So when a client comes to me, I'll always, I always, always want to know what their relationship is like with food straight mm-hmm. off the bat, because if they are emotionalist towards it then fine they can start tracking calories from the get-go because that way we understand you know how it how it works how much they're consuming um it also under- allows them to see that they're potentially not eating enough which is believe it or not uh, an issue when you're trying to lose weight and trying to lose body fat not eating enough mm-hmm. you don't lose anything so yeah i think um i think depending on the individual if it's not calorie counting from the get-go, it's um, three meals, two snacks approach, making sure that you're having your three square meals. can be any time in the day. I'm not interested if it's breakfast, lunch, or dinner, but as long as you're having three meals mm-hmm. and two snacks, um, your snacks can be confectionery items, crisps, et cetera, um, and as much fruit and veg as you as you want um, along the side there. I don't class the, the fruit as a snack because obviously we don't eat enough fruit as it is in general so more fruit to eat let's not kind of put any barriers around that and can I also have the the portion control you know if it's going to you know how much protein you're going to have how much carbohydrates you're going to have how much fat mm-hmm. you're going to have it's all down to you know different aspects of your hands you know your palm your thumb your fist etc yeah, so the sort of precision nutrition kind of portion control thing exactly exactly so those are kind of the three avenues i do i don't necessarily enforce um calorie tracking to begin with because i don't think it's always right for the person mm-hmm. um but as i said from the get-go it's, it depends on the individual themselves so i don't know if that's kind of answered the question in hand but um that's how i approach it because everybody's completely different yeah yeah i think the, the key part there is individualization for the client like if if all you know is calorie counting but you get someone who has maybe had some kind of um eating disorder or becomes too fixated on the numbers to the detriment of everything else that's going on um if you if that's all you know then you, you know you need to build the skills to help those clients as well um obviously staying within your scope of practice but having those other tools up your up your belt in your belt yeah i mean let's go with the utility belt let's go batman style yeah yeah in your, in your bat belt, <laughs> bat belt. <laughs> in your arsenal. Uh, yeah i've clearly not had enough caffeine today um <laughs> i don't even remember what i was saying yeah having those skills to help clients <laughs> wherever they are um is a massive thing um, and that three three meals two snacks do you incorporate portion control within that or how do you get clients to build their meals their main meals throughout the day 
Yeah, no, I think it's a good question. Again, again, I'm going to answer with it all depends. To begin with, if a person is coming to me that has a significant amount of weight to lose, um, what I will generally do to begin with is just ensure that they're having the three meals, two snacks. I'm not necessarily too interested in portion control from the very beginning because the chances of them overeating by having three meals and only two snacks is a lot slimmer than what it was previously before coming on board to my coaching program. Sure. But when there is a bit of a plateau and a bit of stagnation in their overall weight loss and bearing in mind, you know, if they do, if they do have a lot of weight to lose, this is obviously very helpful. Um, then we'll look at portion control to ensure that they're getting the right amount of protein, carbs, fat into their diet. Um, but that's just pure portion control, eyeballing the PM um, style that we talked about with you, the hand sizes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's the route I will generally go down after there's been a like a plateau for a couple of weeks. Um, it's also worth knowing as well, not everybody thinks they have a lot of weight to lose. Mm-hmm. So whilst the individual may think that I want to lose, I don't know, like five to 10 kilos, the reality is they may not have that to lose, but it's just a number that they yeah. were when they were a teenager potentially. So it's trying to get them to reframe and understand that, you know, it's okay to be, where you are if your body fat's reducing and you're putting on muscle mass which is giving you that toned look then yeah. ultimately that's yeah. the goal that a lot of people are after yeah that's that's one that i struggle or, or i have clients that struggle with that a lot they have a, a number very much stuck in their head that that is the weight that they should be and it doesn't matter what the measurements say it doesn't matter what their clothing fit is like it doesn't matter what their performance is like it doesn't matter how they feel if they're not that weight they're not done yet. Yeah, yeah. And helping them reframe that thought process. That you know, the the, the weight is a useful measurement of progress at times, but it's not the, the the be all and end all in terms of the the sort of final destination, if you like. Well, exactly, exactly. And I think um, you know, if if people are really kind of focusing in on losing losing the weight and losing the weight in general, and they don't have that to lose, it's kind of borderline um, body dysmorphia. And that's when it, we're taking in more of a, like a therapist role, but it, we can take it to a certain level, but that's where it's important to maybe offload to um, have these comp- like harder conversations with clients, because it's not just about diet plans and exercise it's about having serious hard conversations to ensure that their lifestyle is where they want it to be and Mm -hmm. you know being borderline um kind of anorexic or having kind of body dysmorphia issues about a weight that they wanted to be at is Mm -hmm. is not you know producing a healthy and active lifestyle for them if anything it's damping their dampening it down and they're not able to ultimately gain the results so if you know depression comes in stress comes in anxiety comes in it's the whole thing so it's important to ensure and i know you do as well but it's important to relay that to the client that weight's not everything yeah yeah um it's just one one aspect of the whole spectrum of of progress that can be that can be had right yeah definitely i mean it's by far the least important one i think um yeah. When you look oh, at it's definitely is it definitely is the the least important one out of them all. Yeah, yeah. it's the one that everybody goes to because yeah. it's the quickest one that they can see. 
Yeah, and it's quite often harder when they get closer and closer to that number. So if they're aiming for like, you know, 70 kilos and they hit 75, they feel great, they look great, they're performing well, everything is lovely, but they're that close to become fixated on that 70 kilos and, and to the detriment of their performance, to the detriment of how they feel, the detriment of their energy levels, all that sort of stuff. And it's maybe kind of helping them rein that back in a wee bit and uh, you know take the focus off of that particular prize and uh, maintain where they are. Which is difficult, which is, you know, to, 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 to bridge that gap um, for the client is extremely, I mean, I had a client last um, May. Um, she came on board. She was uh, from um, South America right. and living in Scotland. And she was wanting, she was all about kind of having um, a you know, the thigh gap. And, you know, I think she wanted to be 60 kilos um, and she was 65, kind of like very similar to your uh, comparison there. And we got, you know, she got down to 62 and she was like extremely happy. She'd never looked the way she looked. She was putting on muscle. She was toning up. She was more energetic, but she was still really, really disappointed with her result. Mm. Which is crazy. And was, yeah. And I was like, oh my goodness, like you're a completely, you look a completely different person. Her progress photos were completely different. Um, but she still in her head failed herself because she had not achieved her 60 kilo goal. Yeah. And ultimately what happened was she ended up leaving um, because she needed another person to, to push her down to 60 kilos. Now, if I was to put her on, if I was to get her to 60 kilos, which I could have easily done, I was putting her on, because we're speaking about calories, uh, a calorie deficit of 1,100 and something calories it was. And I'll never forget it. And she was like, can I not just do it? And I was like, no, absolutely not. Because... <laughs> Even you just kind of lying flat on your bed, you're burning more than that. You know, you need to be kind of eating to lose weight as well, not just kind of restricting it. And she would have felt horrendous. So it was almost one of those tough mutual conversations I had to say to her, look, you know, I've done what I can. I can't take you any further. Um, It's been a pleasure. And uh, yeah, but, you know, in my eyes, I got her the result that she wanted because she looked completely different. (laughs) Yeah, I I think sometimes it's, almost worth letting them try it yeah you know making it very clear that we do not recommend it because like frankly that number of calories is toddler sized it's ridiculous but sometimes i think maybe just letting them try it for a couple weeks and seeing how they feel if they've actually stuck to 1100 or 1200 calories and just understand how terrible it feels to be so restricted that you know you, you, you literally can't do anything like you've got to get down that close that to that small of a number you have to be so dialed in on everything that you've got no wiggle room for going out for coffee with a friend you've got no room for dessert like there is no dessert there is no alcohol there is no cake there is no, no fun or no enjoyment of any type your portion sizes have to be so accurate and you have to maintain your activity levels as well because your body just wants to slow everything down um, and make it even harder. So, you know, 
I definitely don't recommend it, but sometimes I wonder if letting people try that to just let them understand how unsustainable it is mm-hmm. is, is maybe a way to wait to kind of open their eyes to yeah. well, actually, you know what, 62 kilos was like heaven compared to this. Yeah, I think I think it's important. You always have, you do always have to give people kind of the you know show them both doors and let them choose. But one mm-hmm. thing that I uh, as mainly because mainly who I am, I don't want to set that person up for failure. Um, but the implications on especially dealing with females, the implications on their menstrual cycle being at that calorie level is, mm-hmm. you know, it's almost not worth it. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's. Yeah it's really not worth it. So whilst I do agree with what you're saying to kind of show them both and let them choose and mm-hmm. have their eyes opened, I almost, for me personally, wouldn't want to do that because I know what it's going to be like for him. It's going to be, it's going to be hellish. And yeah, yeah. yeah, it's, it's a, it's a tough one. It's tough. It but, uh, and it's, to be fair, like it's not something I've ever done with a client. Like I've never no, said, no. just go for it because I've, I've explained, you know, this is what you would need to do to get there. But, um, yeah, it's uh, it is once you explain it and show yeah. them the black and white, you know, if when you explain it and show them the black and white and say to them, do you want this mm-hmm. dot, 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 or do you want to feel this dot, 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 dot? Nine yeah. times out of ten, they're going to want to feel better than mm-hmm. look and feel like crap. Yeah. So when, yeah. you, when it's written down for them, the pro, it's almost like a pros and cons sheet. They can uh, make their own opinion from there. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Most people will take the extra calories and oh, feel so much better for it. I can't. I mean, I can't even have dinner without a dessert these days, or like a like a snack. So imagine, <laughs> imagine eliminating that. No, it's just not worth it. Like, I mean, I don't know. Like some milkshakes I have got about 900 calories in it. That's me screwed for the rest of the day if I'm on an 1100 calorie diet. Yeah, yeah, you've got like three or four almonds after that, and then you're done. That's it. And that's another thing as well that you touched on just there, really cool. Um, was people also when they start tracking through calories, mm-hmm. begin to appreciate how many calories are in almonds, <laughs> and how many calories are in yep, yep. small, it's- insignificant doses like margarine spread or putting on some barbecue sauce or yeah. using full like cooking oil you know yeah. it's like that's got like 20 calories in it straight away if you're not measuring it out you know yeah. cooking oil and who, who measures it cooking oil nobody absolutely well, hey, nobody. You go the jamie oliver approach and you just splash it in <laughs> it's um yeah. it's one of the comments that i get from most clients for those of them that go down the calorie tracking route um, and i always if they start on calorie tracking, I was trying to kind of move them away from it as quick as possible. But if they've got no awareness of how much food they're eating and the calories and macros that are involved, then your know, calorie tracking, if it's appropriate for the client, sorry, there's something buzzing around here. <laughs> Gone. Um, honestly, I'm like a dog. I get distracted by everything. What was I saying? Yeah, to help them build that awareness is huge. And they were like, oh my God, I had no idea that this had so many calories or that this snack that I have every day of life was 500 calories a gill. 
you know, and it's, it's building that awareness. And it's not ever getting to the point where they can't ever have it. They just have a better understanding of where it fits in in the bigger picture. Yeah. yeah. So that's where tracking is, is really useful. But yeah, just let's just to recap the question and, and your answer, it was, you know, options for monitoring calorie intake without tracking. So three meals and two snacks. Yep. Spread across the day, however you feel. Yep. But nothing beyond that. Nope. And then portion control using your kind of PN hand-sized yep. guide, um, either separately or in addition to. Yeah, in addition to the, the, to the um, three meals, two snacks, when weight loss cool. plateaus. Hopefully that helps. Sorry? Then obviously calorie counting at the, yeah. you know, yeah, if it's appropriate. Ready for it. Yeah, if it's appropriate. Cool. I think that uh, covers it all. That's gone about 30 minutes, I think, which is pretty much bang on. Nice, nice word, dude. Do First you, one, uh, bag. Yeah, so do you just, what did you do now? Do you cut this up? No. You I don't have time for that sort of nonsense. As is. As is, oh, should have got yeah. this chat at the end of it as well. Then so, uh, I'll I'll trim a bit off the start, um, and uh, yeah, that'll be it. Up go, up it goes. Um, so um, this is all going to go in the show notes and stuff, all right. Um, but where can people find you? Uh, website, social, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, so the website is CD Charlie Delta Fitness or even um, Callum Duffy Fitness. Or even type that in. But the thing is, when people type in Callum Duffy, they spell it No, instead of Charlie Delta, Callum Duffy. Yeah, true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I see what you've done there. Yeah, I see Clever. what you did there. Clever. Yeah. Clever. yeah. You need no caffeine too. Well, that, that's why it's Callum Duffy. That's why it's CD Fitness, Callum. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> wow. Um, and then Instagram is Callum Duffy Coaching. Mm-hmm. And Facebook is Callum Duffy Coaching as well. Sweet. Happy days. Good for coffee tomorrow. Absolutely.